everyone and welcome back to another Liberty Minute. As always, the first video of the week is brought to you with the help of Blackout Coffee Company, your Second Amendment friendly mom and pop coffee roaster. You can use my link on the screen or down in the description to check out their Second Amendment or 1776 brews along with a pretty broad assortment of flavors and teas. Now let's get to the news. No one likes to think of terminally ill kids, but the Make-A-Wish Foundation has made a difference in the lives of terminal children and their families for years, helping kids live out their bucket lists. In a bizarre twist, Make-A-Wish president and CEO Richard Davis made a video announcement late last week stating that all kids and their families have to be vaccinated against COVID before being allowed to take part in their final wishes. This was incredibly cruel because number one, the CDC and World Health Organization both advise against vaccinating kids 12 and younger. And number two, well, there's no nice way to say this. These children are critically ill. They are fighting critical illnesses and in some cases are already dying of a serious illness and have compromised immune systems. And the Make-A-Wish Foundation is going to require them to receive an experimental vaccine that is shown to have some pretty gnarly side effects in kiddos and people with pre-existing conditions. I'm sorry, but that's f***ed up. The good news is it caused such an uproar on social media that the foundation updated their statement saying that they will no longer require anyone to get vaccinated to receive their wish. However, their statement still says that as of September 15th, wishes that require large gatherings will still be only for vaccinated kids and families. A pretty epic economic experiment is underway in real time. Both Morgan Stanley and the Wall Street Journal released reports this weekend looking at the last month of unemployment claims in red states that announced they'd be ending the extra federal unemployment benefits early versus the blue states that elected to just keep them going. It turns out that both continuous and initial job claims in the states ending the extra benefits dropped dramatically over the last month as compared to the rest of the US. In fact, initial claims even saw a small bump in the rest of the US. States that elected to keep the benefits until September saw a roughly 6% decrease in unemployment claims, while the 22 mostly red states observed saw a 15% drop. Note that those states weren't cutting off unemployment benefits completely, just eliminating the extra $300 per week. The journal reported on a specific job fair in Missouri that only saw seven people come in a few weeks ago. But then two weeks ago, that same job fair saw 40 people show up looking for work. Most of the people in attendance had been out of work for over six months. 
Meanwhile, some residents in Indiana are actually suing the state after Governor Holcomb announced an end to the extra pandemic benefits. The government stated they would connect low-income individuals with various resources for other financial help, job matching, and skills training, but workers' advocates claim that the state's 116,000 job openings aren't enough to go around. One woman, when speaking to the local paper, stated she was joining the lawsuit because she was refusing to go back to work, but also did not want her family to have to change shampoo and toilet paper brands. That being said, one week later, her Facebook does talk about training for a new remote job, so she apparently changed her mind. Well, the state of California was open and mask-free for approximately five minutes. Just two weeks after Gavin Newsom lifted the statewide mask mandate, LA County is now telling residents to mask up again regardless of vaccine status due to the new Delta variant. The advice is a guideline rather than a mandate and goes against CDC advice for vaccinated people, but does align with the new advice from the World Health Organization. The Delta strain is the newest variant that was identified in India, as COVID is a virus and viruses do tend to mutate. The strain then jumped to the UK and parts of Europe and now California. As a result, Hong Kong announced it will ban all flights from the UK starting on Thursday. Australia, South Africa, and Germany, among others, are now also setting limits on travelers from the UK, Russia, and India, as well as several other South American and European countries. South Africa extended a nightly curfew and has imposed a new round of 14-day lockdowns, a number we've all heard before. Russia has ordered 60% of all workers who work with the public to get vaccinated or else find new jobs, and Bangkok has now been ordered into a month-long lockdown. Just two weeks to flatten the curve! States unhappy with Biden's handling of the border have now taken it upon themselves to fix the problem. As noted in a previous video, Texas's Governor Abbott announced state funds to construct its own wall at the border. Now, South Dakota, Nebraska, and Florida have all announced they are sending the National Guard to Texas to assist in stopping the border crisis. Florida has also announced they're sending guardsmen to Arizona as well. Earlier in the month, Abbott joined Arizona in penning a letter requesting aid from other states. It's their hope that the wall and guardsmen can help slow down the tide of illegal immigration as well as drug smuggling and human trafficking. Alright folks, those are your major headlines so far this week. If you liked this video, please consider subscribing and checking out my channel for all of my other videos, as well as my weekly live streams every Friday at 7pm Eastern. As always, thanks for tuning in and I'll catch you on the next one.